0: to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and the confidence and conspiracies and current events. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to cover chapter 17 through 20 of Fate of the Jedi, book six, Vortex, <laughs> the chapters in which once again, we end with like a three page chapter. Mm-hmm. For the for the episode, but first, Pum 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 Previously, on Forever Canon, High Lord Talon beats a teenage girl into spy mode. The Jade Shadow is missing. The Jedi hijack the Sith. Tahiri breaks her lawyer's heart with fresh sardines, and Mando Commando Baylock Rall murders Motti that was last week where we ended with a live TV news murder of a newscaster who's been winning the hearts of the entire galaxy for weeks and months on end, right? Yep. On the Perry Needmo News Hour, and we pick up with chapter seventeen A chapter from the perspective of Jedi Master Saba Sebatine.
1: Yeah. Rare and weird, right? How did you feel about that? What did you think of that? It, it was weird that a kid that hers was the first name that came up, and, and even that in and, itself. And it's
0: all it's all from her perspective, what she thinks, what she sees. It's her. This is her scene, yeah. and it's a very pivotal scene. Yes, it is. Where several Jedi are returning from hiding on Shidu Mod, the ones that had went crazy, and the people who had been taking care of them. I guess they're all heading back to the Jedi Temple just. As Baylock Rawl starts murdering people on the news from the last chapter, guess who's back on the ship? Zek it's Zeck, is back, baby. <laughs> he is back. He is on the ship, landing on a platform at the Jedi Temple. He's back. You know who else is back? The Shadrafan fan, Techli, mm-hmm. little little um, what, What's that movie called? It's called Gremlins. little Mogwai. (laughs) Silgal's little Mogwai companion sidekick, who's uh, handy at the Force and healing. Obviously, she had been stowed away with the crazy Jedi on Shidu Mad to take care of them, watch over them. Zek, also back. But not quite. My question is, why was he gone all this time? Yeah. When he obviously had been recovered in the HAPES consortium, Mm -hmm. because he was with... T name <laughs> twin sister. Yeah. Haven. Shit. I wish I could. T, uh, I don't know what her name is. I don't know. I want to call her Tanya. But anyways, we saw them earlier when, uh, Zek was keeping watch over Alana on Dathomir at the, uh, at the landing pad at the spaceport. Right. Yep. haven't seen him since. Don't know why he wasn't called back into the Jedi temple fold or wh- why, why has he been staying so far out of that picture? Out of the action, especially, you know, in as a reader, in, in the universe as a reader, he's been around f- for the last 30 books. Yeah. Like uh chronologically speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, he was part of the NJO, he was part of the killix he was part of the last series. He's been gone this whole time because he went missing, but he was found, and now he's finally back.
1: Now he's back to the Jedi Temple.
0: Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, we left off, like I said, with Maudie Vaughn's murder. And now, we watch the continuation of that scene play out on the <laughs> tarmac of the Jedi Temple on Han's datapad. Yep. Everybody's gathered around. <laughs> he pulled out his iPad. Gathered around the iPad. And they're all watching the murders on the news. Because, wouldn't ya? Where we left off was the two Jedi cutting their way into the hallway behind the Mandos. So Thea Sar. And frickin', I didn't write down his first name, Avinoam, a- Avery, Avery Avinoam or something like that. Yeah. The two Jedi who had been promised by the Freedom Flight, Maud Yvonne had been told that they were coming, mm-hmm. Freedom Flight being Admiral Boatu. That's and now guy. here are the two Jedi, the Jedi who probably were framed for his assassination attempt that ended him up in a coma. It's all a, such a tangled
1: mess, right? It's, it is a it is a web for sure.
0: But the two Jedi are here. One smashes the Mandos against the wall. Great way to take care of people in heavy armor. <laughs> Pick them up and knock them unconscious inside their armor. Like he just ragdolls them against one wall, against the other wall, back and forth until they stop moving. So Theissar heads after, wouldn't you know, Balok Raw, and he what he's like cornering him down a hallway up a stairway where the news team is retreating up that stairway. Yes. And everybody, everybody is the Jedi is pushing Balak roll up the stairs, which is pushing the, the news crew who are still broadcasting live because Shota mm-hmm. the slave that Madi had freed and hired on her crew with like really no other choice has taken over the newscast.
1: Right. Yeah, he picked up the mic and kept going.
0: He picks it. Not only does he pick up the mic, Tim, but he also <laughs> ends up kicking B-Lock Rawl down the stairs and into Jedi apprehension. Uh, you remember it was such a big deal last time yeah. we were talking about like journalistic integrity and like we we film the story, we show the story, we don't become the story. Yeah, and he like gets on the mic and he's like, "I'm sorry to all my journalistic yeah. peers," and then he
1: kicks that man down the stairs from the back. Yeah, what Maddie kept trying to tell me is that we report on the story to let people know. I hope she can forgive me for this. Boof, Bam. Sparta kicks him down the stairs.
0: <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah. The two Jedi on camera look like heroes. They save the newscasters from the obvious slaughter that was about to continue mm-hmm. as Raul had already murdered Maddie on camera. It was obvious they were about to die. The Jedi come in and save the day. Why? Shota says. Because they're on the side of freeing slaves. They're on the side of ending slavery and saving, you know, the the poor people who have nobody to save them. Yep. And I don't mean poor financially. I mean, pitiful. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. (laughs) I mean it literally. And I don't mean that figuratively. Anyways it looks like the Jedi have arrived to save the day on live TV and stop the Mandos from keeping slavery going. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I don't know how this was ever going to look good <laughs> on the Mandalorian side, right? It's supposed to just look logical because they're hired, technically, by the, the slave owners, not by Dala, mm-hmm. right? So anyways, the Jedi end up looking like heroes on the news across the entire galaxy. And while they're watching this, Saba thinks to herself, this feels like a pivotal moment in the force. Yeah. The force is at work. And Shota says all that stuff about the Jedi have been sent here to save the slaves. And here they come on the side of good to rescue the day. But Saba knows the truth. The Jedi council had sent Sotheus and Avanoam to Blaudu Sexus, not to free the Octusi but to discover who was inciting the Rebellion and put an end to it before it resulted in just this kind of massacre. But the mission had gone terribly awry. The two Jedi Knights had found themselves caught in circumstances that dictated they follow their hearts rather than their orders. And because of their decision, they found themselves on Live Hollow doing exactly what Jedi were supposed to do. Saba gets it, man. Mm -hmm. We just had that long conversation an episode or two ago, right? Talking about...
1: Being proactive. The
0: theme of, yeah, the theme of Jedi sitting on their hands until it's almost too late. Yeah. They don't take action until it's unquestionably needed. Yeah. They're never proactive, as you just said. Not over the recent history of them anyhow, right? But Saba is receiving a message from the Force. (laughs) They've been too passive. They must fight boldly. Quote, she thinks the Jedi had entered a new and dangerous era. That sounds epic. Like that sounds mad. That's a massive big deal. It's a big shift. Especially compared to what we've been seeing so far. (laughs) And this though, I think might be the reason why she is the perspective giving us this information because Saba 17 is a lizard brain lady who is a a bloodthirsty warrior. Yeah. Right. And so part of it is giving us this perspective to cast doubt over the idea of this revolution in the Jedi order. She thinks it because she's a warrior. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not, she's not your regular average Jedi. She's a cold blooded lizard woman. Who loves yes. to bite people to death? Like yeah,
1: she's a hunter. She's got a ta- her tail is a weapon. They're like
0: Komodo dragons,
1: aren't they? But they're like eight feet tall. Yeah, which
0: Komodo dragons might be. I don't know.
1: And scaled and just Probably supremely dangerous. Stuff, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: supremely dangerous. Like this new era for the Jedi. But now she must convince Grandmaster Kent Hamner.
1: How much would it suck that to be nerd? any of the masters right now and have to call him grandmaster right now. Must feel so gross. That would just,
0: there's been times where they haven't people have straight up called him Kent Mm -hmm. or just, you know, Hamner his last name master also grandmaster sometimes, but there has been a lot of that. I don't know. What, what, what is that uh, disrespect of like um, hierarchical disrespect? You know what I mean? Like the institutional, Yeah. You're not respecting the levels of the institution that you have all this time because the leader at the top of it is a total dink. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She has to convince him it's time to act boldly. Everyone gathers around and joins in because there's a lot of problems that arise from that newscast with the biggest being Dalla is going to assume the same thing that former slave Shota assumed the Jedi have arrived to stop Dala from stopping slavery. She's going to think of it as a direct move against her.
1: Yeah. As everything. Although they the whole reason Luke's in exile right now is because of inaction. So she's doesn't want them to be I know, active. Right? Well, but, but she
0: does, but she wants them to be under writ of law, beholden to her. Desires.
1: Yeah, almost like a special The Galactic mercenary. Alliance's desires. Yeah. Wink. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. But man, this is a big problem. If if she thinks, if she's gonna end up thinking that the Jedi are trying to destabilize her government, which is what this is looking like, mm-hmm. they are trying to incite riots of slavery across the outer rim of the galaxy to spread the Galactic Alliance Navy out so that they can take over Coruscant or whatever yeah, or, or whatever the, conclusion you want to jump yeah,
1: to. Right? launch their fleet or whatever they're doing.
0: And so everybody saw heading this, brings it to Hamner. Hey, we have to do something. Guess what Hamner wants to do? He wants to talk to Dola. Mm-hmm. And seriously, man, this guy cannot read the room. <laughs> he... Are you serious? Everybody (laughs) on this tarmac, what do you want to call it? Landing pad. Everybody up here is behind Saba, nodding with Saba, agreeing with Saba. She says to Hamner, the force is at work here to spur the Jedi to action. Hamner's new plant on the council, Baractyl agrees. Mm -hmm. He thought, oh, she would be here for loyalty. Idiot. Why would you want that on the council? You're doing that wrong. You're appointing a Jedi master to have somebody loyal to your opinions on the council? <laughs> Terrible leader.
1: Absolutely. That's not
0: how the Jedi council is supposed to work. No. Right? That's just, that's politics. Mm-hmm. But that's Hamner.
1: Yeah, it's, that's why he was appointed as Grand Master because he could be the political guy. That's why but, he
0: wants to talk to Dala. Yeah. Because politics, politics, politics gets things done. But Saba doesn't. Baractyl agrees. Even Silgal speaks up. Yep. The Mon Calamari having been made slaves by the Empire once upon a time. And she says, I can't sit by and let this happen inactively anymore. Which is something that we said at the beginning of the series, right? Mm-hmm. This Jedi Order, Luke's Jedi Order, has been kicking around in various numbers for like 40 years. Yep. Not once have they made a united effort to stop slavery <laughs> or any effort <laughs> Tatooine, full of slaves. That's where the strongest Jedi in the galaxy is from. You know what I mean? We yeah. talked about that back at the beginning of the books. And now even Silgall is sitting here saying, I can't do it anymore. I can't sit here and watch this violence on the news. And we do nothing about it. We have so much power. We have, she doesn't say all this stuff. This is me extrapolating, right? Mm-hmm. But no masters disagree. With Saba as Kent is looking over her shoulder.
1: You know, looking <laughs> for a
0: nod of approval. He only gets <laughs> nods of disapproval. Yeah.
1: Someone someone be my friend.
0: We need to do something now. Hamner says, no. And much like the lady on the phone with Jason Solo, as soon as he says no to Saba Sabatine, things go wrong. Yeah. They go very upside down. Han... Blurts out, tell them about the deal with Buatu that he heard a little bit about from Wendorven secretly back when they were receiving a message in a closet. Yeah. And he doesn't really know what the deal is. And Saba looks at him and she can tell he's kind of bluffing because his pupils dilate because she's a hunter. Yeah. Right. All that kind of stuff. That cool characterization of it really is an awesome perspective to have hers. She's so resolute. Yeah. In accepting (laughs) violence. You know, she, yeah. it's such a natural part of her existence that she doesn't look at the bold action the same way a lot of
1: other people. Do. Yeah, she has she has no problem trying to avoid violence when necessary. But when it is necessary, she's in there. Yeah, that, she's yeah. down.
0: <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> and don't forget, she is Leia's master. Yes. A little connection that kind of gets lost through these series because they we don't see Leia at the Jedi Temple even that much. No. Strange. I guess they are on the run, the whole last book. <laughs> now they're babysitting their granddaughter forever. But Hamner says, no. We're going to talk to Dalla. And then he's forced to reveal the Buatu deal. Mm-hmm. And Saba demands his resignation. And even after every master nods in approval... Hamner says, no.
1: I'm not resigning.
0: Technically, he says, not yet. And he walks away. No, sorry. He doesn't walk away. He says, not yet. And Saba dismisses him from this <laughs> Jedi Master Council yeah. meeting.
1: The council no longer needs you. Goodbye. You are <laughs> the
0: weakest link, you nerd. And flick him off a bug. I don't know. Yep. Holy moly! I hate this guy, man. Yeah, what a perfect
1: pick to
0: undermine the the heart of the Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. A man who is so steeped and entangled in politics and uh, political move maneuvering, and and in the um, God, I can't think of it. The military side of things. He's so so stringent about structure and policy. That he's failing to see the bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. And
1: how obvious action now, stitch in time saves nine type of. Yeah, I think at the when Luke was appointing him, he was the best choice at the time because everyone else was too hot headed. Man, I don't agree at all.
0: Yeah, I I I agree with at the time Luke with that being Luke's reason. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I still hate his guts. Oh no,
0: then I was like, no, hey, what about? Anyone or anyone or any fucking one else.
1: I've always liked Kyle Katarn. He, he could do it.
0: He always seems pretty level-headed, you know, yeah. compared to some of the other Jedi Masters. Anyways, Zek is still in the ship. <laughs> <laughs> right? That ship lands. The Jedi Masters have this almost throwdown again. This is two times in a row they've been in proximity with each other and almost gotten to a fight with Kent Hamner. Yeah. Last time it was cornhorn who who called off the dogs cornhorn <laughs> He didn't blow the cornhorn, you know yeah Salva didn't draw this time. they tell him to resign. He says no and he's dismissed by the Jedi Council. This is so tense. It's oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's very rich with like oh, the struggling worry. yeah because you know, a house divided cannot stand. Mm-hmm. And if you're Dala, that divisiveness, that division is only beneficial for your attempt to collar them and, you know, rein them in and, and control.
1: Yeah. um, But with Hamner being out of the picture, that is, she wants them divided so she can worm her way in. Well, but Hamner's the one that would bring them into the circle right. more so than the rest. But he's not out. No, he said no. (laughs) Chapter 18.
0: Jag is answering Dalla's summon. Summons? Summons. But she only asked him once. Anyways. Jag answers Dalla's summons. He cracks a few Jedi jokes. And he even quotes Darth Vader. Don't underestimate the Force. Mm -hmm. And Dalla's like, I've heard that somewhere before. (laughs) <laughs> at the table in episode four where he chokes this motherfucker and probably a hundred other times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're ancient witchcraft. from that couldn't divine you the location of the secret rebel base. And then don't forget about the force. And he chokes somebody out and everybody's around. To see, it, right? but having Jagged fell the ex fiance of Jaina solo and the head of the empire, Mm-hmm. Quote Darth Vader to an ex imperial head of the galactic alliance. It's like this multifaceted, like, yeah. combination of reflections that's neat. <laughs> <I don't> know, <laughs> that, that was just a lot of layers of neat. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. you know. Oh, to have yeah. him saying those things is different. I
1: don't know. Yeah, also not good. It's also kind of gross.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's almost sinister. Yeah. And so. Why are we here? What does Dalla want? The first thing she wants to do is go on this tirade of relating her paranoid conspiracy theory to Jaggedfell. Everything is happening to her to undermine her government. The uprising on Blaudus Sextus, Jag's assassination attempts, Buatu's coma, everything. Yeah. Oh, and. The Jedi are behind Freedom Flight. The Jedi are working with the Sith. She tells Jag about Jaina and Lando on Klaatuine, rendering that verdict that sent one ship of Sith free after defiling the, the magic glass fountain. hmm. She even shows him a video of it. Just of that one thing, though. That end piece about Jaina letting half of evil go free. Right? Yeah, out of context. And she uses that as the proof, evidence of every other thing that she said beforehand. Mm-hmm. The Jedi are in charge of freedom flight. They're stirring up revolution across the galaxy to spread me thin and take me over. The assassination attempts weren't me, but it wasn't even about you either. It was about me and making it look like it was me to destabilize me. And the other thing is that, <laughs> so, right? Like yeah. she's just going on and on and on. And then she throws that last thing in there that's like. Hey, you can't even trust Jaina Solo to do the right thing right now. Look at how, I don't know, disorganized or corrupt the Jedi are behaving. Yeah. That's what she's
1: trying to get across to him.
0: Yeah. And she hands him this, this hollow vid to back up all the crazy. And she even adds quote, who's crazy now, (laughs) (laughs) which is a sure sign that you're crazy as shit. Yeah. Uh, who's crazy now? She throws that in there. She's What is she trying to accomplish with this? She's trying to blackmail Jag into lending Imperial ships to help her enforce slavery across the galaxy.
1: Yeah. Help me bring everyone under control with your ship so
0: that we don't lose the galactic alliance to the Jedi. Now, if you're Jagged fell, you must know several Jedi well enough to know that high level threat like the the way that she's perceiving it cannot possibly be fully correct. Yeah. Maybe the Jedi are up to something, but if you're Jagged Fell, there's no way you can believe they're trying to take over the Galactic Alliance. But then again, they're working with the Sith, and Jaina was being real weird.
1: Yeah, asking some questions would definitely be in my mind if I was him, but not full on believing the crazy lady. He's got this
0: video in his hand that projects Jaina Solo. Siding with half of the Sith, like it's all very circumstantial evidence, right? hmm But when it's compiled together in this presentation from maybe one of the smartest, most powerful people in the galaxy, maybe it becomes convincing. Yeah. And you know what? She sure sounds crazy, but uh, us, the reader, to us, the reader... Is she wrong? Remember the costume card game party? Mhm. That's who it is. Yes. She's right about the core of the conspiracy. She's wrong about the facilitators of it. Yes. It's Moff Leckerson who shouldn't even be alive. It's Senator Treen, whoever the hell she really is.
1: Yeah, she hasn't been seen I can't again. Can't really. I'm pulling these names out right yeah, now. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's that
0: other dude. <laughs>
1: who, yeah, that who they uh, did the, Schuesting
0: the, practice with. Yeah, Jack's something. Jack's General Jackson. Huh. <laughs> three for three. <laughs> but she's right. They are behind the assassination attempts on Jag, which are twofold: a to kill him and remove him from the empire; b. To make it look like Dahl is trying to kill him. To destabilize her platform. Yep. They're not behind Freedom Flight. Or are they? Because we don't know this Senator Trine. No. We don't know much about who's really in charge of Freedom Flight. We just know Buatu has been delivering messages.
1: Yeah, and he's... He might not be the head guy. No, but he's somewhat important involved. But then again, he's in
0: the coma now and nothing's been happening. So, who knows? (laughs) But, you know, there's she's not wrong about all these little bits and pieces. Yeah, the Jedi, Luke Skywalker, was working with the Sith. Mm-hmm. It's recorded evidence in the flight plans of the spaceport at Klaatuin, whatever all that shit, right? There is enough mounting evidence to maybe point the finger at the wrong person and convince people of that. She does not understand what she's actually on to. And neither no. do I. Because who are these people and what are they doing this for?
1: Yeah, they want her... That has not been very clear. They want her out
0: and... They want Jag out. Well, I guess it is clear because there in that first conversation where Leckerson... No, uh, Senator Treen came to Leckerson and convinced him to work with her. She was like, you'll be king and I'll be the
1: queen by your side. Yeah, and we'll have the empire and the and they're So the goal is to take
0: everything over, right? Yeah. Destabilize everything seep up through the cracks and be the saviors a la jason solo did we not just see that in the last book Mm -hmm. he destabilized the government by you know changing laws and he used that to worm his way into power and become the leader of the free galaxy they're trying to do the same thing she does not understand that it's not the jedi though because she's so tunnel visioned.
1: yeah she's so focused on
0: singularly on
1: and mistrustful of their abilities wouldn't
0: you be they're wizards man yeah
1: you have no idea what they're doing but she's so focused on that mistrust that it's there's no
0: question about is there anyone in the empire that we can't trust there's no question about can i trust my boyfriend buatu and my own navy there's no question about um uh shit what was the third the third thing i was gonna say i don't remember but she's so close to being right that I'm wondering how convincing this is going to be, mm-hmm. and also who's crazy now? <laughs> Chapter nineteen. Luke and Ben and Vistara are in the Emiaks. 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 Scoping out Emi-ax. dead Emi-ax. moons. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the hunt for Abeloth, out outside of the Ma now, which worries me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's, she's free. She's out here. Yeah, she's free. And
0: they're looking for her. And when you know it, it's a big galaxy. They have their usual in the cockpit of the ship, uh, we all know you're a spy banter mm-hmm. between the two of them. And then Luke sends a secret Jedi Morse code message to Silgal saying, uh, paraphrasing, gone hunting at P-y-d-y-r. P-Y-D-Y-R. I decided to make it Gaelic. All right. P-Y-D-Y-R. P-Y-D-Y-R. <laughs> <laughs> Name it after your brother. Anyways, he sends a secret message in Jedi Morse code to Silgal that says, Gone hunting at Pider. Pyder,
1: Pyder. Send help. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's the first time he's asked for help. Yeah. He's asking the Jedi to defy the oh, Yeah, to defy the law. Because you should. Because fuck your law when
0: this is happening. Yep. Your law doesn't take into account... Wizards? An ancient magical creature? Yeah, that, that is... That can bend minds and wills and control vegetation across an entire planet? Don't think that's quite in the statute of of,
1: yeah. of record. And They might want to like uh, add an addendum uh, or something.
0: Yeah, what do you call those? Amendments. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. We don't. Do we we're have we're amendments right. to our constitution? We don't have a constitution. We have a bill of rights. What do we have? Yeah. Is it Constitution? What's it called? Nobody cares. Anyways. Still right to me. He sends a message to Silgal. I don't know. Send help. Oh my god. Going to get Abloth. Please send help. Silgall sends back. Mandos and no confidence in Hamner and everything's fucked, bud. <laughs> Good luck. don't know bucks. what I tell you.
1: We'll try. See
0: you as soon as we can. Hilarious. All this happening, by the way, while Vistar has gone to the bathroom. Wink. Because she doesn't. Um, but Ben, you know takes it personally that she's still spying mm-hmm. for the sith you know he he thinks to himself "It all i've tried to prove to her time and time again that you can live in the light without violence or betrayal or treachery she's not getting it man oh i can't believe it's hurting my feelings that she's not whatever and then he has a moment of epiphany right where he's like well I guess it is like her whole life. What would what would I say if someone came to me and told me to turn my back on my dad and the Jedi Order and everything I've ever loved and known? Right.
1: Yeah, it's a little hard to a uh, little hard to do that. I think a little he's... hard to
0: expect it to to blow over in a couple weeks. After yeah. you've I
1: think it. he's slowly
0: winning her over, though. I don't think he's not because everything that we get from Vastara is every bit of insight we get into how she feels about her orders is apprehensive mm-hmm. she likes Ben she doesn't want to do the bad things to Ben but she still definitely wants to be a Sith and she wants the Sith to rule mm-hmm. she wants him to come over to her team right they're kind of sitting on opposite sides trying to do they're the same first thing. and third and, and trying to meet in the middle Yeah. At the pitcher's man not second base <laughs> <laughs> or home plate Okay, diamond, huh? All right, it's got a lot of middles, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but back to the point, Ben's butt hurt mm-hmm. that he can't instantly save this raised as a Sith woman, uh, woman, teenage girl, yeah. young woman. Also, Ben's looking through what I don't know the the galactic log, yeah. <laughs> planet log, and yeah, the star and, charts, and it turns out apparently Peter. Had a Dark Jedi problem back in 1996 in Christine Catherine Rush's book, The New Rebellion. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, there was a a thing that happened here one time and it was bad. I don't know. Sounds bad. The question is, why is Avaloth here? I don't know. Nope. Luke seems to know. <laughs> he's very confident that she's there. I know why she's here. But I'll tell you what is there. A plague. Yeah. There is a plague on Peter. And let me tell you, not cool in 2020, Troy. Not (laughs) cool, bro. I don't care if he wrote this book 10 years ago. Not cool. (laughs) A (laughs) planet-wide epidemic. Uh, And in the middle of that planet-wide epidemic and having this information revealed to him, wouldn't you know it, Ben Skywalker has a lot of common sense more than maybe some. He had read about some of the plagues that have ravaged the galaxy in the past. Wiping out entire civilizations and leaving whole worlds devoid of sentient life. The last thing Ben wanted was to be responsible for spreading another one. So, moving on. So, yeah. Wouldn't that be the last thing you'd want to do? Wouldn't you think you'd do, I don't know, as much as reasonably possible to avoid spreading the plague? You would You would hope so. And not, like, talk about how only 5% of the people die from the plague. And it's really not that bad. And Don't trust the vaccine for the plague and all that. Who's crazy now? Anyways, Ben has common sense and I'll tell you what, I don't want to spread the plague either. Luke, on the other hand, hell bent on going (laughs) to this plague moon. Yeah, let's go. He senses something. He senses a lie in the, uh, the voice of the bird man on the talk box. Who's at the spaceport shouting out to them in space yeah he says oh god plague here don't come here ships no we haven't seen any yachts come in here and Luke says I never told them I was looking for a yacht yeah that whole thing they're gonna go land on the plague moon Pierder, pader. I really like that Uh, it's hard Pader chapter 20 and they land yes (laughs) and luke quote immerses himself in the white current tim what the (laughs) hell is the white current have you ever heard of it before never not once he describes it as the force he describes it as the force and the white current are like different ripples from the same lake yes and essentially, they are part of the same whole, and in that way, they are the same.
1: Yeah. But
0: it feels different, and it works different.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a different aspect of, of the whole thing.
0: He immerses himself in the white current, and in the starport, he can see two faces over in a viewport of another ship, covered in pussy blue sores. And, yeah. and
1: and and Gross.
0: and they look, uh, they look they tired
1: look... and depressed and sick and all, all those, those words, things. Man. Thanks, man. Yeah. And
0: they look like they've given up. Yeah, but through the white current, he can see. Aha! It's an illusion. They're fine, but they
1: don't think they're fine.
0: They don't know this is an illusion.
1: Yeah, they they are have made them. They've been told. And shown that it's a real thing, and so they now think it's a real they thing.
0: They all think they're dying for real, and what they're actually doing reminds me a lot—oh, shit, just now—of the mind drinkers. They're convinced of what is happening, and they're letting themselves waste away. Yeah. Very creepy, very on-brand for Abeloth. hmm if, if I see purple light anywhere in this building, you're on target. Because that does seem very much like her thing. Illusions. Yep. Slowly withering (laughs) sentient beings all over the place. Seems to be in the right spot. She's got time. But wait. Luke doubts that this illusion is Abeloth's doing. He out loud doubts that in the text. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he convinces some bird folk that it was her doing. So that, you know, they give up the secret and tell them where she's hiding. Was yeah, like, he, was pretty, he was pretty smooth. Yeah, it was pretty good. You know, I liked it. He's he like like, She is the super spreader.
1: Yeah, she's sick. We have to get her back to the lab. We need to study this because we
0: can make a vaccine and save all of you. Right? Yeah. Pretty. Pretty great. Why does he not think it's her? He doesn't say. He doesn't say. What, what is here that she would be after?
1: That might do this. Only the, the Fallen Ossia are here. The Fallen Ossier
0: here. There was once a dark Jedi that took over this place. Mm-hmm. There could be a nexus of, of dark side energy here. There, I don't know. Yeah, he but doesn't th- say. You're right. He convinces those bird people to tell him she landed on the beach. I don't know. Out there somewhere. The question is, why did she come here? And Luke thinks... Abeloth had come here to find the Fallen Assy, a secretive order of women who are also known as Adepts of the White Current. A group that, in case you don't remember, we've been told several times, Jason Solo has visited and learned from and studied from. Even though we're not chasing that thread anymore, we still end up walking that path. Mm -hmm. in Jason's footsteps. What does that mean? What significance does that have? Because everything Mm. he did was because of what he saw on the white throne. And ever since the grotto where High Lord Talon saw the white throne and Luke saw him saw the white throne, They've sort of stepped back onto this path that Jason was on. Yeah. In pursuit of protecting the White Throne. They're both back on the same path. And what does that mean? And who are the fallen assy? And what is the White Current? <laughs> so much. And where is Zach? Will he ever come out of the cockpit? <laughs> Been there the whole time. Find out next week when we cover Fate of the Jedi, Book 6, Vortex, chapters 21 through 24. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. I think it's weird. It's all weird. It's all it. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Blazer. Check us out.